I did not have sexual relations with that prior take that I had. I did not have sexual relations with that podcast. No siree. That podcast wasn't me. have to go back to the future really quick we have to go back my my favorite my no my favorite blooper of all time is from uh role models and it's 80 miles from jimmy fallon's Mm -hmm. show and wet hot and he's playing this character he's like Hold on, can we just like restart this whole interaction? Zibble, gerbil, zibble. Hey, Randy, how's it going? And everyone in the whole scene starts laughing. It's like 20 people and they all start laughing. I, I just watched the pilot to Pen 15 the other day. And when she starts doing the Ace Ventura thing in front of the class, she's like, what? Oh my God, yeah. Hey, everyone. Big cringe. Welcome to the show. We bought a mic. We're, we bought a retcon. We are running it back today. Special episode. Special new segment. Yeah, this was the brainchild of me. Um, we always, we often talk about the early days of the pod, some opinions we had that we might want to alter. This is, uh, we should have started with like a court gavel. This is an amnesty hour. Mm-hmm. This is like the purge. This is an hour where we can change history. And if don't listen back to the old episodes, because this is the new. Canon yeah, this for is we not going to be a, a recurring episode. This is this is like a special occasion here yeah. uh, on. We bought a mic, yeah. an entertainment talk show, where we give you a healthy dose of healthy banter mm-hmm. and analytical analysis. That's that was really close to the last one, at least. Analytical analysis—that's uh, not going to work. Yeah, that's no, that's, that's, a, that's a hat on a hat. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> but not this week. Intricate this week, analysis. This week we're 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 bantering and, and analyzing. Yes, the past. It is the retcon episode. We each have uh, things written down. We we combed through. The files. We looked at microfiche of our, mm-hmm. our previous episodes, and we came up with the takes that we least liked that we had, and some that I just want to bring back up again. Um, and this is the hour. It starts right now where everything can change and history is different. I was going to say, are you going to have a segment called What's Age the Best, which is your take on Star Wars? <laughs> that, I, I mean, I wrote it down to brag. <laughs> like, I really that's did. The epi- that's the opposite of a retcon. I, well, yeah. it's it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, this Cementing is also, it. This is also like a clip show episode with no clips. <laughs> uh, I'm Ernest. Hunter. And, and Drew. Hey. I'd like to retcon hey. my intro there. Uh so you got to scan it. Okay, so I know that a few of us want to retcon some list specific stuff. Yeah. So some listomania. So things. do you want to just run through lists and ask us if we want to switch anything in particular? Well, all right. Here's how I think we should do this. Do we have? I I feel like we each have like one big thing that's not a list thing. I have a couple. Well, here's the thing. I looked back through the tapes, and I've actually been right on everything that I've ever said. Oh, okay. So I don't. I'm just gonna be quiet. Hunter's no. Hunter's been writing down all the things that we. Yeah, I went back and I was like, I really want (laughs) to retcon your take on this. Let's. let's (laughs) He's like, you dumb fucks. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's hold the list things uh, until the the latter portion of the pod. Okay. Um, because my my big thing is actually not that big of a thing. It was just kind of like the the most major thing that has been kind of bugging me a little bit that I said. And this was actually on an episode that you weren't on, Drew. It was just me, Hunter, 
and leave. Well, I would have stopped you from making a fool of yourself. When we reviewed Mission Impossible Fallout oh. uh, one year ago. Was it? That you didn't say that was the greatest did, movie. Wait, no. <laughs> is that what you want to go back on? Just be like, so yeah, did is, you go too I... big on the praise or what? Well, not exactly. What I'm what I'm about to retcon is I said on record that Mission Impossible movies have a ceiling of quality because they're not quote unquote about anything. Oh but you watched God. Hobbs and Shaw, and that changed your opinion <laughs> on everything. And I was I was talking about movies like Mad Max Fury Road that have like social commentary and like transcend the genre and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. I was I was trying to make the point that the mission movies, because they don't have like the thematic weight, can't actually be praised on that same level as like a Mad Max Fury Road. And Mission Impossible Fallout, it's not like a it's not like a cinematic masterpiece, but I think it is unfair to say that there is a ceiling of quality. God. That a movie can't possibly like be <laughs> good enough just because it doesn't have. Like, I was a I was really hoping you'd go the opposite way. direction with this, but no, it turns out you were somehow I, not positive enough yeah, about Mission I, Impossible. I'm glad that you've come around how, to this. That Mission Impossible, it it's better than anything one? else. <laughs> this is your big one. It is my big one because. <laughs> It's a fucking incredible movie, and we don't get enough movies like that. It's such a rare thing yeah, that are just what they are. I get what you well, mean. It's not, not just, just what that what they are, but this is like the peak of what that genre can be. Like that's I watched. I've probably seen that movie like six or seven times at this point because I have the Blu-ray, and I'll just like. I just come home from a long day of work, and I'm just like, just give me Tom Cruise jumping out of the fucking helicopter. Yeah. I, that's all that I want in my life, and it is perfect. I mean, think about the old masters like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin that <laughs> that risk their lives every day just to do crazy shit in yeah. front of a camera. Keaton, Chaplin, Cruz. Yes! Wow. Yep. Yes. No one in between. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No history of so, stunt, stunt work in film. I, I, have, I have more... Uh, retcons to get into with the list but that was like the okay. one that i so felt that's like, a big one would for you, you put that in your top five of last year now if you come around to it there's no I room for it ahead, there's no room no for space. it there's okay. no room for it because okay. last year was absolutely stacked so hunter what's a standalone retcon that you have um well i did it's it's more of an overview and this is something that i'm still trying to work on you know we're like we're like the colin coward of podcasts here we're like the sports we're the stephen a smith we we got to come up with our takes. We have to be sports like daytime sports radio on yep. here. So I feel like I have a tendency to overreact to certain things. <laughs> so there's just a couple of examples that I wanted to okay. go go back on. One was oh, a you pretty did, recent. You did your one. homework. One was a pretty recent one. It was with Booksmart. Okay. I fucking love Booksmart. I did say that I like it in every other way, in every way above Ladybird. Mm. That I'm gonna take back. Okay, Ladybird I think is a better movie See, than Booksmart. I I want to lambast you for this, <laughs> but I cannot. It yeah, is the I, law that this is now. I am not able to bring this up in the future. Be like, yeah, well, you thought Booksmart was better than Ladybird. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Booksmart. I think Booksmart is an amazing movie, but Ladybird is like. A masterpiece. It's one of the greatest coming of age films mm -hmm. of the 21st century. Mm -hmm. um, so, just wanted to bring that. Up. Also, um, I can be a little bit highly critical of things. <laughs> so, I know over the last week we've been doing a little bit of a deep dive into Arctic Monkeys uh, mm -hmm. solo off mic, 
And I still think Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino is not a great album. Okay. But at one point, I compared it to Starbucks smooth jazz music. Oh, man. I don't even remember (laughs) this. Oh, no. Hunter went pretty in on this album. I I wanted to listen to it because I listened to the album. I was like, this is just fine. You definitely used the word boring. I mean, it, there's it, still it, some songs. It can still be boring. pretty boring sometimes. <laughs> I, it's not as smooth as Starbucks jazz I mean, level, and it is still, you would say, their worst album. Right? Oh, I mean, it's easily easily their but, worst album. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you saying? You're trying to get me to say second and see as their best album, and I, I <laughs> no, still I'm, think that. No, I'm not. I'm not even going best. down that road. That's uh, pre Wabam Cannon. Yeah, we've hardly even talked about that. But what do you say now about the album? Um, I think that it's mediocre. I think wow. it's mediocre to solid. <laughs> no, I think I Man, like. We're I think, really coming out of the piece. <laughs> I think it went from bad to mediocre. This is a disaster. No, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a solid album. I. I still stand by my take that it should have been a, a a solo album. Okay. Okay. Drew, do you have do you have takes? I'm just. I went back and I just thought it was good. Oh, let me bring. You did this up, no. Though. I mean, I agree with your retcon. You went too hard on it, let even me, though it's not the best. Yeah, album. I just. I. I try and come out with takes. Um, one other thing. This is a retcon for you guys. So what? It has to do with Ready Player One. Oh my god. So I've been. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. So I, I, I was a Ready Player One stan. Maybe I was a little bit. I overhyped it just a little bit. Um, to the listeners. Yeah, I don't, um, get out of here. But I did some research. I think that not only is Ready Player One the best popcorn Spielberg movie of this decade, I think that it's in the top three for popcorn movies of the 21st century. Uh, Let me go through the nominees. Let me go through the nominees. These are Hunter's nominees. (laughs) I'm talking like not The Post or Bridge of Spies or Lincoln. I'm talking like, for example, 2016, The BFG. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Didn't see that. 2011, The Adventures of Ten Ten, solid movie. Better. What do you think? Better than Ready Player One? I could. It, you could make the argument. Yeah, but that means that also but Hunter can make his argument. I, I can make my <laughs> argument. You're leaving him room. And so <laughs> that's that's 2010s. 2008, Indiana Jones: Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Amazing. Yikes. Shia. This one I will put. Uh, it's kind of head and head because this movie hasn't aged great. 2005, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Not age the best. You could make the okay. case Ready Player One is better than that. 2002, I will give this to it. Catch me if you can. That's I, That is definitely I stand better. by yeah, that movie. Head and definitely shoulders. Better. And then other than that, like, is Minority Report a popcorn movie? Okay, so you're putting it in the top three popcorn Spielberg movies. Right? Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. that is to- – I agree with that because he hasn't had a great That's, 21st I'm century. Just, I'm just pointing that out there. That Okay, well, this has nothing to do with maybe what the Spielberg's that bad. Doing. This is not a retcon. <laughs> this, is, this is a retcon for you guys. I'm trying to give you guys a chance to come in my corner. <laughs> yeah, no. Unfortunately, nothing has changed in history okay. from that. What changed from that? Well, this, we, you could just say that in any episode. <laughs> I just wanted to I see on his IMDb he has an untitled Ulysses S. Grant project. Yeah, man. Sounds exciting. So, Sounds yeah. really enthralling. Um, one general thing I wanted to retcon is our lack of brevity early on in, in our potting careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a lot about a lot of every episode we would bring up maybe 40 things total <laughs> 40 shows 40 movies i would just be like yeah i heard a song on the radio uh <laughs> just thought i'd bring that up i want to talk about the new sean mendes single <laughs> and i i did a little research as well related to ready player one we talked about ready player one exclusively for an hour and 10 minutes 
and when Yo, we talked about Ready Player One. Not That's enough lit. time. Should have been longer. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's a lot of Ready Player One chat. Like that. I don't know what. I guess it was mostly because we we tend to talk more about things that we disagree about. You know, mm-hmm. so we had plenty of just like us saying one thing, Hunter saying another thing. Also, <laughs> we did a full uh, breakdown of differences between the book and the film. Oh, that's true. That was that was. Um, as, as long as we're doing this shit that you just did, <laughs> I had one that I wanted to bring up that is the opposite of a retcon. I wanted to bring up that I was lambasted for not not even liking Mother, just for not disliking it. I was put on a fucking cross, and, they, and I was like, it said Mother Lover across my chest. We should fuck each other's yeah, names. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't like the movie, and I need to reiterate that because I feel like I am shoehorned. I am. I am pigeonholed as the mother lover. Look, the way I see it, like you're either the 99% or you're the 1%, and you're the 1%. No, I just. I no. This is not a retcon, but I did write that down. Mother's a bad movie. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't I like. I like the movie. I didn't even like it, and I am. I am the pariah of the pod ever since that day. Everyone well, now I'll me. I'll take the burden. So, <laughs> um, here's an actual retcon, and this one is gonna hurt me to even say. Um, in general, I like the idea of Halt and Catch Fire more than I like the show. Oh man, this is a biggie. It's a big one because damn, you've we, been stewing on this we, one. We made our name on Halt and Catch Fire. That was the that first was... episode was a Halt and Catch Fire Jeez. podcast. I I like it more as an idea i like everything about it more than i liked watching it at times if that makes any sense because i like the idea of it being first of all my favorite thing about the show was that it was like our show like Mm -hmm. that no one else knew about it and we were just watching this really good show and i still think it's a really good show um i all every single actor i loved i thought they performed the shit out of those roles i love that it evolved so much over the seasons um it's just the show itself I sometimes did not like certain episodes. Of so just it. I, I want to make sure. So are you saying that you think that the individual pieces are better than the sum of its parts? Yeah, I think if I because we we harped so high on it for so long, I think I built it up in my head as being this incredible show when uh, it's not an all bases coverer of a show. I couldn't recommend it to everybody, even though we wanted to. We wanted to be like, hey, no one's watching the show and it's really good. There, people are putting in good work. Uh, but a lot of people would just be like, yeah, it's, it's like those other shows, but there's less happening kind of, I don't know. It's, it's not that it's bad. I still think it's a great show, but I think it might be an eight if I'm trying to look at it outside of, outside of the inherent love that I have for Scoot and Toby and everyone on the show. You know what I mean? See, I have an, an emotional connection with it that I think is greater than the objective quality of the show. A conne- an emotional connection to the characters. Yeah, that's, that's it's a character show. Well, that's that's the other thing I love about it, the conceit of a show being mainly about its characters and just abandoning its plot every year, but sometimes that did kind of uh, great on me when it would be like you were building something and then you just left it and then you built up another thing and then you left but that that's again. The whole so that's why that's what I was gonna say. Is I that- know, but that doesn't mean like why are other shows different? Because it's more satisfying to watch a single narrative. See, it just is. I disagree with that, it's and fair. I think I actually have kind of the opposite take where I think that the show itself is, um, it the show itself. If you just took the premise of it then it sounds like 50 other shows, but I think Halt and Catch Fire is elevated by the great cast and the great character work. Like, we've seen other shows, maybe not in the tech community, but where it's 
guy people a group of people that are always so close to the next big thing and they get shut down. I know. They get so close to the next big thing and they get shut down. And I think that premise it's interesting, but it's been done before. Well, but I think that Halt and Catch Fire is the best. It did a great job with it. Another thing that I would say is I don't totally believe that that was their initial intention with the show. So I think it's kind of it was almost. Oh, like, it de- yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean they've said it wasn't. So it is kind of a happy accident that it is the point of the show. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they baked that into their pitch. You know, but that's the nature of TV. Well, yeah, it, it'll evolve over time. I know. And I like that it did. And I like what it did, you know, what it became. But then sometimes, you know, season three comes along and I was like, I just was really getting into the groove with yeah. this this madness house that they had or whatever. Yeah. You know, You're, with all those developers. You are getting onto something that every time a new season started, it was a little bit jarring. Yeah. To be like, oh, wait, hold on. How much time has well, passed? Well, it was nice that they had the luxury of the time jump because otherwise it would just it would be way too startling if it's like two weeks yeah. past and they're like, hey, so that idea is dead. Let's go to the next thing. Like you can't do time it was, jumps in between And seasons. it always, you, like we said, every every single season gets a lot better as the season progresses. Yeah. And by the end of it, you're like, it's a 10. But it's in the beginning, so beautiful in the, the beginnings of the seasons for me, it got a little rough. It got a little that's, choppy because it just seemed like they were like, all right, well, what do we do now? Like I could feel the writers isn't that ex- sweating. Isn't that exciting though? It, it well, it was. But I'm saying I think on a lot of levels, in terms of uh, writing specifically, I think there is another level of greatness that it didn't quite reach. I think acting, you could not fault a single performance. It that's my favorite part of the show to this day. I, the another, acting was unbelievable. Another huge credit to the show is that it only went three seasons, and I never. Four. Four seasons, yeah, but and even though like it did maybe start a little bit slower and then took a couple episodes to actually get its footing, I never had any doubts in my mind that it was going to come around. It's like just... I never at any point thought like, oh man, this is whenever they really fall off the edge. Like that's just always I something. And, I mean, I think that's part of the character work and the intimate moments, which is more. That's always what I found more most interesting to the show yeah. is the family dynamics, not like Definitely. are they going to create the internet? No, of course not. Um, I'm just saying I think there's an echelon of quality that it didn't quite ever enter for me. I think that there's another level of TV. Damn, um, you're breaking my heart. Well, that's not to say because what I love about it is better than objective analysis. I love it for my own reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have this connection. I like truly th- it's the best feeling when like you and like a few other people know about something that no one else knows yeah. about you know i mean it, it, humble brag but when i met carrie bachet and i told her like <laughs> i'm humble brag i was in an elevator at the brag. same time as her <laughs> <laughs> i was like i watch hold catch fire she was like it's always nice to meet like the four people yeah. who watch the show well that's I, I was gonna say like welcome back listeners who skipped ahead five minutes because you're like god they're talking about halt and catch fire again, again. The show's been <laughs> off the fucking air for three it's years just, it's it's yeah. on Netflix. Watch it. I know. I still recommend it. I still loved it. But I do. If I look at it objectively, because I've been thinking about it a lot, and I was like, there is another level that I do like more of television shows. It's it's the top of tier two of prestige TV for me. Yeah, that's fine. I I will that's always good. be okay. excited to see all of those actors and exactly. Anything. We go fucking nuts whenever yeah. we see C. Scoot or Toby. Every time, anybody. Yeah, we go. We are Lee hooting Pace, in the theater. Dude. We scream in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> when I see Lee Pace and Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. I'm like, I, yes. I I break down Paris. sobbing when I see Lee Pace in anything. <laughs> yeah, in blue makeup. So I still love it emotionally, but objectively, I do think top of tier two of prestige. Still, I all would right. put you know there, there's a tier I'd put above it. Okay. That's fine. That's that's so that's do you fine. have any other single? So I just I wanna do a little uh housekeeping. Um because we did some um 
rankings early on. We did a Marvel ranking when we first had Harry Sayer on, and we did a Pixar ranking when we saw Coco. I and have I, changed my Pixar rankings. Yeah. yeah. So I want to do a little bit of cleanup there, partially because there's been more movies to add to that list, but mainly because like I've revisited some of those movies, and my ordering since we recorded that has changed. Realized Ratatouille is a masterpiece. A ratster piece. <laughs> a ratster. Uh, first yeah. Marvel, real quick. I had Winter Soldier a little too high when we recorded. Um, I'm bumping it down from, I think it was either number two or number three. Bumping it down to seven. Uh, and then I'm bumping up Guardians 2 to number three. Love Guardians Volume Two. I've 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 been revisiting you know, that like I, I consistently. Didn't, I didn't change my whole Marvel list, but that was one thing I saw, and I was like, why do I not have that in my top half? Even like that's mm-hmm. an awesome movie. In Kurt the, Russell, yeah. Oh, in the context of like the whole Marvel thing, that one and the, God, the first one obviously, but mm-hmm. but the second one it just stands out as I like truly, this anomaly. Yeah. Well, that's how I ended up changing Pixar and Marvel rankings is. I, if if your opinions about art don't change over time, you need to live. You need to have some experiences because it's like a fluid thing how you feel about these these works. Of course, it's supposed to change. Like you're supposed to feel differently now than you did five years ago. And I've you know over the years uh, as we've potted it every single week, I've come to realize that I need to just be confident with what I like as opposed to trying to view every movie. As how good is this movie? Well, no, the rankings are about how much do I like this movie, and, and the 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 way it just sits with you over time is gonna it matters be a, a lot. Yeah. yeah, and revisiting is a mm. huge deal. Like everything goes into your opinion, and it should be a fluid thing. And that's another reason I wanted to do this recon thing because early on when we were potting, I was not super confident in my own takes, mm-hmm. and even though I was pretty spicy early on, like with the Keanu situation. <laughs> Yeah, you um, want to step. I'm not out. changing you that. Walk that one back? No? <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I still love him as a guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, there are certain things that like you guys were so high on, and I respected your opinion so much. Don't anymore. Uh, that I was like, yeah, I must just, I must be missing something. I'm just gonna go along with this. You know what I mean? So that's w- how things have changed well, a little bit for me. Th- yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's, I mean, we haven't even talked about the 2017 list, but I think especially gonna, on yeah, whenever we'll I was tr- starting out, like trying to do this whole critical thing, I had this effect of recency bias that was really bad. Of I watched Molly's Game the night before we did my list, and I was like, yeah, it's one of the best. It's movies incredible. Of the year. <laughs> And, Molly's and game. Since then, I'm like, damn, I haven't thought about Molly's game in nine months. No, God, exactly. there's something wrong with that. That's this. such a not, big not a big fan it's, of Molly's game. It's like, especially it's with the it's way fine. the way the internet works, is like there's always a collective conversation about everything, and it's like a wave that you get swept up in, and you sometimes you have to let the wave pass and be like, okay, what do I really feel about this? Yeah. Just myself. Yeah, exactly. You know, and without you, all the noise, and there there needs to be some you know intellectual reasoning behind some some part of your opinion of course like you if you want to be like talking seriously about film you have to know some things about film but you have to also be confident enough to let a movie just wash over you yeah. instead of just having it with like your robot brain on of like well and that, that was be, a good shot there's okay gonna quality be takes that you agree with you know you don't have to just come in with Guns blazing hot takes because it's like no, I'm an independent thinker, man. Yeah, that is another. It is thing. a little no, bit. I mean, agree. especially like just. I, this is a little bit of a sidebar to that, but just I mean, 
we're all people who have similar interests here on right. this podcast. I'm assuming that some of the listeners do too, where you do kind of get wrapped up in the group think of it all of like this person who you admire has a take. So that makes you revisit this thing that maybe you didn't really care for. It didn't affect you in that way. And then you're like, Oh, well now I kind of have the same take and as this person. One thing I've, I've learned to do is when that happens, when I revisit some of these like podcasters or YouTubers or writers or whatever, that, I tend to 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 look to them to see what they think to mm. see how it compares with me what will happen and what starts to happen more the more time passes and we do this more is like I can kind of like section their takes you know on a film or a show or whatever and be like there's certain things that I can agree with and yeah. certain things that I don't agree with and it's not like a take it or leave the whole thing. De no, definitely. And yeah. certain aspects, you can be like, well, I'll totally agree with you there. Yeah, like I like this thing, but and not this other And then we thing. totally disagree on this other thing. Yeah. So, and you kind of build your own opinion um, based well, on Well, I mean, that. most reviewers that I actually read or watch YouTube videos or stuff for, they're people who they're not necessarily that I agree with all their takes, but that I enjoy spending time with them or I like the way they articulate a certain thing. Right. So, I mean, it's more about that, that. Yeah, that is what I look like. I mean, the only film podcast I listen to is The Big Picture because I like how Sean Fennessy talks about movies. He's so smart. Yeah. And he gets the interviews and everything. But, like, the way that, you know, he intellectualizes movies in a way that is not entirely above and everyone's I mean, head. Yeah, like, and he, <laughs> he can stuckmanize things where he's like, I love everything that I saw. Yeah. But it's at the same time, yeah, like, like, I, I, I enjoy truly, spending time with that person. I wholeheartedly disagree with him sometimes, but the way he talks about movies makes me like movies more. And we that's are, what I want. We are ready to sell out, too. Like, please yeah, we're, buy yeah, us like, out. Please. <laughs> Sean Fennessy, chief, Yo play uh, chief content offer, officer, is that what he is? Orficer. CCO of The Ringer. Yeah. Listen, he's got some pull. Yeah. Uh, we are sucking him off right now. <laughs> There's a reason, Sean. I, I did want to, oh, just because I've also adjusted my Marvel rankings sure. just a little bit. Um, mainly, I put, I had Guardians 2 way in the bottom half of my list, too, which is, like, kind of shocking. Where did you have it? I had it, like, 13, mm. which now, I like Guardians 2 more than the first Guardians wow. movie. I mean, they're, like. They're, like, right, I right mean, there, it's, yeah. like. Four and yeah. six. I, I so, moved I mean, that up. It's... I still had it in my like the bottom of my top half, and I would move it up but... even higher because I've come to find that I personally go to Marvel movies more for humor than for melodrama. Yeah, I go to actual dramas for drama. Yeah, yeah. not, and, I not mean, to sound mean. But and... the weird thing about Volume Two is that there is melodrama. Oh, yeah, well, in there. yeah, it has to be there, or else you're just watching a farce. Like yeah. it's not a farce. It's it has drama, but that's not the point of the fucking movie. I, I don't like when Marvel. The whole point of a Marvel is like be sad for this right. Superman. See, I agree with that, but Endgame is my number. But one I mean, Marvel I still movie. love. So Listen, yeah, like it's... I'm a sheep. <laughs> I am putting Endgame at number one for now, and Whoa. we may need. We'll see. Maybe number two one. years. Two years from now, we might do it. Wait, where do you put it? I put number one. Endgame. I have it at number one. Yeah. Um, I have my top. Where'd you put Seven. Infinity War? Uh, Infinity War is in my box. I was never... I Like, I think in Infinity War is amazing that it's actually slightly cohesive, but especially with Endgame, how Endgame is an actual film. Yeah. I just... Infinity War is like a collection of scenes to me. I put it at six. I have it at 11. I mean, I still have it in the upper half, but uh, I have Endgame 1, Civil War 2... Winter oh, Soldier you're still, Three. You're still high oh, on. The I let me, love Civil War. Let me give you love a, that, uh, that is uh, that's a really good movie. I'll give you a quick retcon. Uh, very recent. 
I was a little bit too high on the new Spider-Man movie. I was. Far from home. And I part of me wanted, because I, I get irked at the end of episodes when we all have the same number, but we have different opinions. So I wanted to go higher just because I felt like I was higher on it than you. But I cannot, in good conscience, give that movie an eight. I have it right yeah, around no Ultron way. level. Yeah, I, it, yeah that's the thing. If, if When I started looking at the list of Marvel, I was like, well, it's not better than that. It's not better than that. Like, I still... It's not the worst by any means. Yeah, but it's like mid-tier. it's like above Doctor Strange, yeah. but like below. There was, I mean, my yeah. my nipples get hard by Jake Gyllenhaal every time. Mm. That doesn't. There's mean... still some great things to take out of that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like every fucking Marvel movie. Like we're arguing between a six and an eight. Like yeah, that's how like I like plenty about it, but I was a bit high on it. Anyway, though, I want to hear about your Pixar shit. Yeah, this is this is the big one right mine, here. Mine changed too. Uh, all right, gotta gotta get into it. Ratatouille was eleven. Whoa! It was eleven oh, when we recorded man. that so, episode. It was my number six previously, it's and insane. it was my number four, I and I moved it low. to number one. Oh shit! Because it is my favorite fucking movie in the world. I have it at three. It is a perfect movie. I, I would. I think now. I'd have it at like two or three. Toy Story is untouchable for me. Like that is as clear a number one as there possibly yeah, is. I have Incredibles, Toy Story, Ratatouille. I I think I would put it. My number two is Finding Nemo. I think I'd put um, Ratatouille above so, Finding Nemo. Like just personally for my heart, maybe it. It's so I good. Know. I so my my list was already. It holds up like it's amazingly no well. Ratatouille is a flawless movie. Yeah, and it is. It's everything. It it pulls at your emotional heartstrings. It has that whole family dynamic, without like triggering you like Coco feels the need yeah. to. It doesn't intentionally like. There's n- there's not like a thing where the screenwriter circled and and wrote like cry, <laughs> it, you know. It's not like sweaty. It's a perfect movie. It's flawless. It's hilarious. It's it's beautifully animated. Yeah. Great message, dude. The animation alone. This movie is t- what twelve years old. Yeah. It's, is it 07? That food 07. looks so fucking It good. is aged gorgeously. The animation looks incredible yeah. still. Top tier. Uh, my list was already uh, pr- way different from you guys. I didn't grow up a Toy Story boy. Uh, I didn't see it until later on. And so I changed my list even more to go in the direction of what I truly, what are I, my actual favorites. So now it's Ratatouille, then Inside Out. Uh, which I, you know, I, know I stand for. Yeah, I talk stand. about it all the time. Uh, Wally is still. I it was my. I think it might have been my number one. It's my number three now. I no, still, you you had Inside Out as. Oh, as true. So it was my. It was my two. I still. I love Wally so much. That's three. I moved Incredibles up to number four. I think you're rubbing off on me, Ernest. It's really good. It's great. It it's really is. Really fucking uh, good. Toy Story Four is actually ahead of any of the other Toy Stories for me. Yeah. Wow. So that one. I I need to. I haven't even put Toy Story Four on my list. That one for me that. goes in at number eight. Uh, just because, like, the top half of my list is so stacked with the Toy Story. Uh, actually, uh, Toy Story 3 moved it down to number 10. Moved that I down actually, I moved me. that down to 11 in yeah. my list. I, Toy Story, especially upon revisiting, it's. I think that it's It doesn't hold good. up quite um, well. I moved Finding Nemo up a little bit because that's a movie that I think generationally i think all of us saw it too many times i think yeah. it was a safe move for any teacher to put on finding nemo at least still a i mean i had it at number two whenever we yeah i mean it's in, like, that's I, the thing is it's incredible it's, so now it's my number five and then toy story four is right below it um because finding nemo is amazing it just it it got quoted to death you know yeah uh incredibles 2 i added it to the list down at number 13 I actually I have Incredibles two. I I know that this is like sacrilege to say to you. I have Incredibles two above Incredibles. 
Holy Man. shit. I mean, it's so insane to me that, like, I loved Incredibles 2, and I'm still putting it down at number 13. It's gonna be... I think that, actually, I'd put it above a couple of the... Like, so I revisited Up pretty recently. Up, I still think... I still love that movie, but really... It's one of those movies where, like, it's almost like the Saving Private Ryan effect where the beginning of <laughs> yeah. it is the best part, and then right. the rest of it's just like, all right, solid. we got, like, a pretty, um, sol- like, good yeah. adventure that's, movie. That's another one that I had to be real with myself, mm-hmm. and it is my second least favorite. It honestly wow. is. I honestly enjoy a watching that. Life? No, that's the one that's below. That's <laughs> not a retcon. I on- you felt that same way. Yeah, but it wasn't that low. I honestly do enjoy watching Cars 1 more than I enjoy watching <laughs> I, Cars. Cars is my... I, I don't have Cars, Cars 1, 2 because I've well, never no, seen Well, no, Cars that, 1 Cars gets dragged 1 is... through the mud because of what happened afterward. Like, it became right. emblematic of a big problem. Yeah. Um, See, I think Cars, like, it came right after we were too old for Pixar movies before we learned... It came in that, like critical period of like middle school yeah, years where you're like, you're yo, like yeah I don't fucking watch cartoons anymore yeah you're like yo everything's bad yeah. let's uh let's talk about Monsters Inc real quick so moved it up a little bit same. number six my number six oh, too that's I have hi- it my number six that's higher than I have it um I have it at ten it's really damn good but I need to rewatch it I, it's been the longest of any of them I just noticed three of my top five are Toy Story movies <laughs> I have Toy Story 1 Ratatouille Finding Nemo and then Toy Story 2 and then Toy Story 4 fair enough Ratatouille, cannot talk about it enough. Yeah. It is a perfect Dude, fucking that rat, movie. that rat fucks. He fucks, he makes Linguini fuck. <laughs> yeah. He fucks, he fucks, me, he yeah, fucks me and through Linguini. Ernie really, Ernie came up with this in a moment of brilliance. Yeah, watching. so we, we watched this fairly <laughs> recently uh, here at the house, and I, I came to the epiphany that uh, uh, Remy, the little chef, he initiates the romance yeah. that Linguini Yeah, he's has. the one that starts it. He's the one that's like, no, lean in. Like, yeah. he makes him do that. He, with the hair, he do, pulls him in. Do you really think Linguini knows what he's doing in bed with this, like, really I'm, badass chick? No. But you know who does? Remy. Remy. Rats, fuck. Rats, yeah. fuck. Yeah, dude. Like, once you open up those floodgates, once yeah. he initiates the first kiss, it's over, man. Yeah, You're getting in there. You're yeah. getting in there. They, this dude, he's like, he's he was a, a, a little... Uh, a little incel cuck virgin. Yeah, he's a loser. <laughs> this is basically a movie about uh, poly acceptance. Yes. There's poly <laughs> <laughs> with a rat. Yeah. It is a three-way relationship they're in, and there's no denying it. And it's beautiful. And it's great, and we yeah. love it. Is this the her of Disney Pixar movies? I would, yes. <laughs> I would imagine the first few times he tries to do it without Remy and they both him and the girl are like this is this is awful. Yeah, it's I'm like when he's adding like random nonsense to the soup before yeah. and and Remy's like no no oh what is he doing he's adding glue <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, so he has to go in there and be like yeah All he's right, like we gotta show this guy how to do it. this guy is like so stupid <laughs> like when he's a moron <laughs> like he's a vessel for a rat but it this is all subtext it, so none of this is I don't know if listeners. If you've seen Ratatouille, that none of this actually happens. It's all implied. But let's talk about what actually yeah, happens. But it is absolutely canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Some of the things that actually happen in this movie. Health inspector walks into a kitchen full of rats. Like hundreds. Covered. Hundreds I, of rats. Yeah. And they tape him up? Yeah. Yeah. And throw him in and the like, freezer. And like kill him? So the climax of this movie is the entire 
kitchen staff quits on Linguini because he's like, hey, guys, I have this little rat in yeah. my cat. And they're all like, I fucking quit this shit all. They're, none of them are even asking how it works. They're like, well, this guy's yeah. weird. Are you not even a little curious? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't you want to know? I don't know how to cook. This uh, This rat has been pulling my hair this whole time and I've been making yeah. these delicious. And they're like, oh, I knew something was up. Anyway, I'm out of here. Like, what? No, they're like, wait. But then the most beautiful thing happens when the girl is driving away in her cool motorcycle and she sees um chef uh what's the 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 chef's name whatever the chef's name is his book short oh boy. anyone can cook chef anyone can cook <laughs> chef Boyardi. yeah and, and she's, she's like, like well damn, damn rats got, can cook i gotta turn around and help yeah and then we get this beautiful moment when christopher lee critic tries the ratatouille <laughs> and he drops his pen and he's transported and he back flashback to, to his, his childhood. like his bad childhood that he had no not even a bad childhood it just reminded him of the ratatouille yeah. that his mom used mm-hmm. to make it's beautiful that movie is ratatouille is such a beautiful movie and yeah. you get this right after that you get this this ending sort of little montage where he has his he reads his review uh, and and after he eats the the ratatouille, he meets the rat, mm-hmm. and it's like in the review he basically explains like if I were to tell you who made the food that I had that night, you would never believe me. But you just got to know that it was the most unexpected shit ever, and it's just this beautiful <laughs> allegory about like the that's power. not a quote by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it is beautiful in the movie. <laughs> This is some fucking yeah, I, crazy butchered, shit, bro. Butchered the, the, the quote. The fucking rat dude. Got like, <laughs> this rat in his fucking hat, man. Damn, bro. Make a bomb-ass ratatouille. It's a beautiful allegory about the power of art and the most unlikeliest places it can mm-hmm. come from. And how criticism is nothing compared to the pursuit of that art. Well, ratatouille, so what I love about that movie so much, I mean, we have, we've talked about it before how Pixar is, in a way, just recycling the same story over and over again and putting different skins on it, or, like, the same three stories. But Ratatouille, they've told, they've had this message in other movies, but Ratatouille is so refreshing in the way that it's being delivered to you in a way, like, this isn't an old fable that we're going off of, of, like, oh, the old fable of the man yeah. with the rat on his hair. Like, that's that's not a thing. Like, it's still original enough in its idea. It's, and an, it's, it's an insane idea. Man, it's batshit. Is this Brad but Bird's best movie? Yes. I, I'd agree. 1,000%. I, I, Iron Giant is oh. also magnificent. I still, I would put this above almost yeah. any movie ever made. All right, I don't give a shit. Let's get to our list domain. Oh, I will say cons. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a little caveat for a future retcon for myself. Oh, I haven't seen Wally since I was like 12. Wow. So what, give Wally it another could watch. be good. It's pretty yeah, amazing. I, I think that I would appreciate um, it a lot more now. So what do you want to do? What do you have? Do you well, have any movies for 2017? Yeah. So let's I, start with that. Um, uh, mine's pretty easy, actually. Just I just have one quick one. I'm putting Cold War. Uh, oh. At number eight, which pushes Tully out. Fair enough. So oh, I Cold forgot War- about Cold War. That's technically Wait. a twenty. Yeah, Tully is twenty eighteen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, never okay. mind. That's my twenty eighteen. Okay. Did you, did like, you change twenty seventeen at all? Yes. What'd you do? All right, this one's a little bit more um, intricate. Oh, Florida Project moves up to number four, just slightly. I think I had it at like seven. Okay. Ish, six or seven. Mm-hmm. So moves up to number four, and then I'm putting in Phantom Thread. 
at number seven, which pushes out Brigsby Bear. Uh, I you had Brigsby Bear on the list, which I I wanted to put it on there, but I knew that I I, I, I forgot just, to I put couldn't. it in Phantom Thread. Yeah, that's Phantom. But thread. I know immediately. I know exactly where it I, goes. Though. So I have a number of lists that names changes that I put on mine. One of them is probably going to shock you. So at this point, I just think 2017 is the best year of the last three years that we've had as far as I think that 2017 is a better film year than 2018 personally. It was, um, I mean, it was great. I year. just think the top tier is better. So most of mine have stayed pretty much the same with uh, one notable addition. Shape of Water plummeted. Oh. That was originally my number four or number oh, five. Man. I was so high on that movie because the fish fucking just really got to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really affected like me. Ratatouille. That's down at like number, <laughs> I think that's down at like 18 now. Oh my um, god. Yeah, wow. It, Get but, out of here. But let me just run through. So I just have an upper tier. I think all three of these movies are fucking perfect. Ladybird Get Out Florida Project. That's mm-hmm. my top three. You could talk I could talk about how any one of them Does is. Does that my mean favorite. that you moved Blade Runner down? So only by a spot. Because at number four, I have good time. Oh. Whoa. Oh fuck. Good time. I, Shit. Good time is it's a fucking great time. Good Man. time is so good. Fucking amazing. I can't wait for anything the Safdie brothers do. Drew is retconning his retcons He's right retconning. now. <laughs> I have Blade Runner down at five. I still love that movie. It gets a little bit of a knock because I want to go back and watch it, but I'm like, God, it's three fucking hours long. Like, I, uh, that is just the slightest yeah. of knocks. I just moved it down a spot. What else do you have? Um, Big Sick moved up to six. Hey. Logan, I completely forgot was that year. Logan, I have at seven. Phantom Thread, I have at eight. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Star Wars The Last Jedi, I have at nine. Oh, you you bumped that in. I, no, that was at number 10 last time. And a new number oh, okay. 10 that I have. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, no. John Wick Chapter 2. <laughs> no, come on. John Wick Chapter 2 is amazing. Honestly, I think that it really drops off a cliff for me because my we next be lists are like... Your name, I, Tanya, a ghost story could easily be up there. How is John Wick 2 better than any of those? John Wick 2 is a masterpiece. Um, Maybe I shouldn't have John Wick 2. I'm retconning <laughs> I'm the number 10 spot. It's too late. It's done. I'm uh, throwing. I'm, I'm just throwing in. Uh, so we'll throw in uh, fucking Wonder Woman. Don't, don't let me sway your opinion. I'm just expressing mine. So listen, my top 10 is drastically different. This movie year, uh, in 2017, I saw probably true of. Maybe true of you guys too. I saw more movies that year than I'd seen in a year in my life. Oh yeah. Um, and my taste since then has evolved even since then because I've been watching so many movies, especially movies of a certain type that mm-hmm. I wasn't acclimated to. This is why Phantom Thread would is a big riser on my list, um, even though it wasn't even on my list. Like it rises from where it would have been. Well, that that's a special case because we didn't see that yeah, movie but until even, after. Even my take when we saw it though. It's my my opinion of it is higher now than it was uh, because I've watched more movies of the sort and I appreciate them more now. Mm. Uh, anyway, Lady Bird is still my number one. Florida Project is now my number two. Oh, I am yeah. I'm forever in love with that movie. Yeah. Uh, then we get Get Out. Blade Runner originally was my number two. It's I think it's my number six now. Yeah. Uh, I that was one of the movies that I was just kind of like like I it's an amazing movie and I really like it, but. I almost felt like I couldn't, wasn't allowed to have a, a negative opinion of it. You know what I mean? Just because I was like, "Damn, I must be really Why, stupid." It's my number one. No, I was just like, "I must be really dumb if I think that it's worse <laughs> than they do." You know? I mean, it's it's a movie that is pretty flawed. 
Yeah, definitely. But to me, those flaws like disappear yeah. because and of the magnitude of one, it. One thing I'll say is I'll still put it way above the original Blade Runner. Mm. Personally, yeah. I am not a big fan at all of the original Blade Runner. Anyway, uh, so after Get Out, I end up having Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Love that movie. Then Good Time would enter the fray, and then right below Good Time would be Phantom Thread. Okay. Uh, so then the Shape of Water is just moving down as I'm speaking. Even. Yeah. Uh, it was watered. It's a not 20 a great, well, for me. I still think it's a great movie. Is the thing. Uh, it just doesn't have the stickiness to it that I thought it might. Um, Don't get in a lot of Shape of Water yeah. talks. It's not sticky. It's slippery. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So one thing I'm still really big on to this day though is the next one on my list, Itania. I still love Itania so much. I truly thought that was an amazing movie. Stylistically, such what a choice. That entire movie is such a choice to make <laughs> god now you guys are making me rethink john uh, chapter two <laughs> then we have <laughs> which by the way the director of i Tonya is making that Cruella movie with emma stone it's gonna be good yeah, like she it looks is. like a fucking, it punk fucking better anyway mm-hmm. uh after that you would finally get to uh one that was originally like higher on my list i think which would be logan and then you'd get big sick which gets bumped into my the bottom of my top 10 and then right out of the top 10 now is coco Okay. Yeah, I okay, so I'm just gonna slightly modify my list or you're gonna write my recon. I'm actually for- I'm moving a ghost story up to number nine. Whoa. That movie is stuck with me. Yeah. So the more and more I think about I that movie 11. pretty regularly, and then I put Star Wars at ten, Your Name at eleven, John Wick. All right. So what about albums in 2017? Wait, Ernest, did you have your? He already did. Comments? Yeah, it, it, oh, it was pretty simple. Okay. Just moved no, up Florida Project stuff. and slotted in Phantom um, Thread. Because one thing that me and Hunter have talked about a good amount is that we both have the same thing where we both put damn as our number one and we both want it to be our number two now yeah well because we all had so we had the same one and two and we made the list or we actually did a top 11 albums of the year mm-hmm. because we, we did the caveat damn. of like well i mean damn's gonna be number one it's the best album of the year now in hindsight damn is not the best album of the year i'd still have it i think at two or three yeah, or four amazing, it's still amazing being in my top five but I Flower Boy is a pretty clear cut right. for me. Yeah, I put Flower Boy there. Um, my list stays uh, relatively pretty similar. One album that I really think we didn't give enough credit to in general, though, this is a collective retcon, Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1 mm-hmm. by Calvin Harris. Mm-hmm. Holds up amazingly. Yeah. Like, that Slide. is a, truly a great album. It would be on my top ten if I were to really retcon it because it was not in any of our top tens. I went back and looked. Not in any of our top tens. Great album. Um, so that's that's on you guys too. This isn't on just me. I didn't I didn't have any music uh, retcons from that year uh, or from last year either. I was pretty confident. I do about think my list. I, I it's I had, so hard with music because it's like you're already having to make compromises. Well, I when have. You make the list. I was gonna say I'm gonna I can just I I will just quickly on 2017. Another thing I have the ooze at number three. I still love that album. I wouldn't have it at number three. Oh, that's a little I, bit high. I can't move it down. It was my number four. I can't move it. I I. I might put American Dream above it or something like that. But Mm -hmm. I I mean, music fluctuates so much, which is what I was going to say. Music for 2018. I did not have Fox Things album near my God on my list. Dude, it's so good. That's one of my most played albums of the year. You know, that would be on my list, too. Like, that album is fucking incredible. I think that I would put it. I need to pull up my actual list here. uh, If if I had to wreck on something from last year, I would probably knock Death Grips down a couple notches. (laughs) It would still be in my top ten, just not like... I think I had it five. Mm. It would still be outside of my top ten. I would probably... (laughs) 
Uh, oh, I'm so surprised to hear that, Jeremy. I'd probably <laughs> knock Black Panther the album a, a couple notches too, because I think I had that in like number three or something. Oh, like really? That. Three or four? Yeah, maybe I, four. I think that I put. Um, I think that I put it. Honestly, I think that one album that I still love this album, but it hasn't. Well, a couple of albums. One is uh, Anderson Pack's Oxnard. I think I'd knock that out of the top ten to make you room for Near 10. My God. I had it number ten, and. I'm so, it's mostly just because I haven't been listening to it because it's the way that music works, but Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae. Mm. I love that album, but it would definitely get knocked down from number five. Yeah, I'm knocking uh, Fourth Wanderers off my list. You know, they they came in li- just like they uh, exit now with a whimper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't talk about them at all. Okay, yeah, I would actually, I'm looking at my list na- uh, now for music from last year. I would keep my top two MGMT car seat headrest and and the third uh, Kids He Ghost. But Foxing would move up to number four. Caliucci's Isolation would move up to number five. Mm. And Black Panther and Death Grips get knocked down to six yeah. and seven. I'll, I'll be honest. I was pretty proud of myself reading my list. I was like, you know what? Maybe I wasn't so stupid. Like yeah. six oh, months um, ago. <laughs> another thing for uh, Aged Poorly, um, for the honorable mentions in the albums of 2017, I gave a shout out to the brand new album. Mm. Oh, H- man. How could you have done that? Not Aged the Best. No. What a, he didn't know. Not Aged you know? the Best. It's I. What a horrible guy. I liked the album at the time. I really enjoyed it, but that was uh, that was not, Was that pre-allegations? Uh, uh, it was and, pre- I mean, uh, we could go back and like cancel ourselves all we yeah. want. <laughs> if you go back to like episode zero, where it's like, dude, Kevin Spacey, best actor alive. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, there's a there's a uh, a TV thing that you probably saw coming, which is Twin Peaks: The Return. I knew, where is it going to be? Number two. Out? All right. Yeah. I knew it was going to take over the leftovers for you, and it bumps Game of Thrones out. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that season of Game of Thrones isn't great, so yeah. I, that's that's fair enough. I don't even know if I had Game of Thrones on my list that year. To be honest, I need to pull up the uh, the old lists here's. But uh, yeah, I mean no. that's 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 fair enough. And then yeah, I already said it, but Cold War last year going in the list. I I thought Cold War was just so beautiful, like such a simple little movie, but done in the most elegant way with like really tender performances and spanning like so many so many years of this relationship. I mm. uh, I don't know. I loved it. I am really, really. I have it. a TV one for last year. I am uh, bumping down BoJack. It was an amazing season of BoJack last year. Like truly incredible. It is getting bumped just to my number. It was my number three. Now it's my number five. I moving up. High maintenance and succession, um, mm. which you can't fault. High maintenance. I still think is criminally underwatched. It's truly. It's better than I even say it is, and I say it's great. Like it's so. Every time I go back, yeah, and rewatch, I'm like. How are they pulling this off? Because of the nature of that show, because it it's so like expansive, you know, every episode is something completely different. It's it's very close to an anthology. Yeah, it doesn't. When you think back on it, it, there's nothing that much to grapple on except the fact that like it's great when you watch it. Yeah, exactly. You're not thinking of big arcs. You're just thinking of well, it's perfect. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) like it's truly perfect. Yeah, but you spend such little time with with the characters yeah that you can't really connect to them on a on a longer yeah. basis but then when you're actually sitting down to watch the show it's like the best thing it's ever. truly and the the connection that they form in like t- a minute is yeah. bet no other show on tv is doing that like to make you so invested 
within the span of like two minutes, yeah. they have to get you into it. It's like, like I don't know this person, unreal, but I dude. actually yeah really care about. And them. like you said about um, *Halt and Catch Fire*, it plays into the kind of the message and just the general vibe of the show. It's a very New York show. Like you know, you're doing your own thing right under you. You know, in your flat, there's someone living a whole ass other life, and there are you know 10 million other of those people within like spitting distance so you had you had the show on the on your list oh yeah still still did i'm just i just want to move it up like i I love because i haven't had it on my list at all and it's on my list right now for this year for 2019 yeah it's one of those things that like it's almost because it's inconsequential in a way i kind of forget about it like i don't i don't think about it whenever i'm thinking of like the best shows of the year but then while watching it, i'm like yeah this is one of the best things that's on television it's easy to it's easy to give it the slip one uh tv thing i want to go back to 2017 because i had not watched mindhunter at that time okay. now going back in i think i'd put mindhunter at number seven on my 2017 list it would be higher if it wasn't for the fact that it took like maybe two episodes to actually get started mm-hmm. i put it in there with uh, like the American Vandal Nathan for You uh, class, mm. where not every episode is perfect, but when it hits, it is like unmistakably one of the best things on television. Interesting. Um, I have a Nathan for You take to what is it? to change, uh, and this does hurt a little bit, but not too much. It's still my favorite show of all time. Uh, Knocking it down from number two. No, it's not even a ranking change. It's just excluding Finding Francis. I think season four is the weakest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we were talking about it, I think we had Harry on and he really wasn't feeling season four that much. I was like, you're insane. It's new Nathan. That means it's the best, you know, yeah. uh, rewatch. Cause I've rewatched the whole show multiple times since then. Yeah. Uh, those are the episodes I least look forward to season one is he's getting his footing, but there is are, are insane moments of brilliance. There's some gems in that final yeah. season, right? Isn't, oh, there, no, there, that'd be, there the, are gems in every episode. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. dude, the season four. I think that my favorite one upon rewatching it is the whole talk show thing. Oh yeah, because the anecdote that was the is one of the meta yeah. things. Well, that's that was one the of the f- high concept ideas that he's ever yeah. done. That's one of the five best episodes of the show. Period. Yeah. That is an incredible. Was Electronic Store that season? No, no Electronic Store was three. Season yeah. three, I would put it number season one. Season three yeah. is the best. As Ghost Realtor. Uh, no, that's that's actually earlier. Is that two? Yeah. That, I think that's two. two it, for me, it would go three, then two, then one, then four, and it's except okay. for Finding Francis. And we are talking about the difference between a ten point one and a ten point oh. Um, and we are excluding Finding Francis, which is a work of it's a masterwork. So it's, it's unlike it's unfair else to even include in it. the world or exclude it. Really, uh, can I do a, a pre Wabam retcon mm. pre canon? Are you gonna shit on Legacy. Green Day finally? No, <laughs> damn it! Don't make me do that shit. Muse, no. <laughs> okay, uh, twenty sixteen albums. Um. We had the 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 lucky uh, blessing of getting Run the Jewels three released right at the end of the year, and it hit so fucking hard that I was like, "Best album of the year!" Boom, and that was like oh, at, that to- was like a high that I was riding on Run the Jewels, where I was listening to it like like crack like every day over and over. Uh, even though it was it was pre podcast, got a wreck on it. Not automatically the best album of that year. Mm. Uh, I would actually put Frank Ocean's Blonde as so the best album of that year. I actually, because this is pre-Robam, I had to dig back in my notes and find them. 
I actually I can't believe that I had it as low as I did on my list. Number one album I think of 2016, Black Star. No way, David really? Bowie. Oh, I think that Damn. album is a masterpiece. Yeah. It might show up on my best albums of the decade. Okay, I think I I don't know if you guys have re-listened to that album. No, recently. it's too sad. It's literally, but it's it bangs too. It's not like you're listening to like some like sad boy. You're not listening to Smiths. Like not, this not is not listening like, to Nick Cave. Yeah, you're not listening to Nick Cave in the bad seats. Like the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> like this it's, album it's great bangs, album. It and is. it's. It's so like it. It's an album unlike anything else because it's literally like peering into the eyes of a dying man. Yeah, like it's the most yeah. personal thing I've ever heard in um, my life. Look at look up here. I'm in heaven. Is I what think what he says. we got it from here. I have way too low on this oh, list. Oh, dude, that album. I hadn't listened to it in 2016. Oh, and that that so becomes good. my number two of the year. I, so good. That might be their best album, which is absolutely. F- what other group has left for that long and then come back that strong? Yeah, and no then be one. like, and then be like, this is it. Yeah, and then just one tr- fucking masterpiece. Genuinely, I you couldn't I like because how I got into it is like I was like, what Tribe Called Quest is back? That can't be good. Then I ended up getting into Old Tribe uh, last year, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is like the best rap group ever. And then I was like, well, I'll listen to the new album, and I thought it might be better. Uh, so that's my number two. My number one is always in Forever Teens of Denial by Car Seat Headrest. It's got to be. Oh, God. I didn't even have that on my list. I didn't know Car Seat Headrest. Yeah. Well, you guys found out about them from my Shit. list that year. Like, when yeah. we were all sharing them, yeah. we were like, who's that? Malibu came out that year. Um, my This is something that you guys wouldn't have on your list, but still my top five, Stranger Heads Prevail by Thank You, Scientist, is <laughs> one of the best prog albums of the of the okay. 2010s. My, you know, I didn't have there. Malibu on my list at all because I... I like was geographically separated from you guys, and I wasn't there for your wave of Malibu. And right. it, it took mm-hmm. until I saw him live, and now that would actually be my number three. Yeah, I I had Chance, uh, um, what's it called, Coloring Book at number three. Oh, Coloring Book is definitely it, yeah. It, maybe it's a li- but that I'm kind of worried is like oh I love my fiance. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, my it's, baby. It's, <laughs> Coloring my Book child. is now aged worse somehow. Oh, I love my with bastard child. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up there, unless there's any let me, lingering things. Let me let me look really quick because I have a bunch of stray thoughts. All all in all, oh, you know, one thing that I just thought of now that you were talking about tribe. When we do our next, we fought a mic. Maybe we should do a hip hop supergroup. I I yeah, I've suggested yeah? that we do it because yeah. hip hop supergroup. You can't just fill them with like the greatest rappers of all time. They have to have. They gotta. They gotta work. They gotta that work could together. Be interesting. Um, anyway, all in all, this has been a, an interesting yeah. exercise. I, I have two more funnier ones. Uh, one thing that cracked me up is it was a big news item for us over a year ago when it was announced that Dan Gilroy was doing a Netflix movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> oh man! We talked about that for oh. about ten minutes and we were so excited. <laughs> oh no! And I was just I was like crying. <laughs> Tragic. Um, there's a few of wait, the wait, news wait, wait. points we if don't you go like, back on. We don't like Velvet Buzzsaw? There's a few of the... Not anymore. There's it's a retcon. <laughs> yeah, now Dan Gilroy's just bad. <laughs> like, we didn't know it at the time. Um, one question I had really quick for you guys is, do you stand by uh, liking the album Going Gray by Front Bottoms? Because 
I was um, the only one who was willing to say I didn't like well, it. Well, Hunter had it on his list. I didn't. I I did have it on my list. Um, I would probably <laughs> I would knock it down off the list now that I'm looking at it. That I, was one of the early where ones I where I was like, at? "Am I crazy right now?" Well, like, I like going gray over back on top. I see. I don't even agree with that. I I actually I like going gray over back on top because there's actually acoustic guitar in it. Which I mean, back yeah. on top, I just I didn't like that. It was they're a little bit. Both, it was too polished. They're both pretty midi- mediocre. They're both kind of mid and. Like I stand by what I said back then. Which I haven't is, thought about going gray in a long time. Exactly. What well, what I, I said back then is, if I stumbled upon this album, I would not check out the rest of their music, which was obviously not true about their earlier music because I did check out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wouldn't. God, get me I'm into going them. gray at number seven. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> probably going off the list. Well, I'm telling you, it's it's mid. Well, if you folks, go back and listen. If you learned anything from this episode. It's to reevaluate your life choices. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna cont- I'm just gonna retcon while we're in the middle of episodes from now on. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, every every once in a while, you gotta stop. You gotta you gotta check your pockets. Make sure that you have your wallet in there. <laughs> and if you don't, you gotta retcon back into the house. You gotta and stop grab and it. stare. You think you're moving, but you don't know yeah, where. Yeah, that, that's like a like a film nerd who has no social experience being like, "Yeah, dude, uh, I left my keys at home. I had to go retcon." <laughs> <laughs> Friends are like, "What? What's up? What'd you say?" Um. Anyway. Anyway. Uh. Good times. Let us know if you want to retcon anything from our podcast. Mm-hmm. You I'm retcon- sure you do. Do you like? Are you just like? Why are they doing an hour long? Why is this? Pe- Fucking podcast popping up two times a week now in my feed. every no well, now it's going to be three episodes a week the the catch up the main review and then retconning the main review <laughs> yeah, we're gonna retcon it's just gonna we'll be, like sit on it for twenty minutes and then yeah. we'll come back and be like yeah, yeah. so I I hated that we're, yeah we'll just sit and just not say anything to each other for twenty minutes and then turn it back on and be like damn that was I was so wrong dude I'm so stupid I've grown oh man <laughs> all right well reach us at we bought a mic on social media. And at gmail.com. Oh, I just noticed you're wearing a car seat shirt. Yeah, I'm, That's I'm cool. repping. We love yeah. them. Don't wreck on that shirt. I, mm. I'm going to rip con. Okay. Yeah, shirt was too big. I had to wreck on it at the store. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, please listen to our uh, ketchup corner. Lots of goodies there. Mm. We have. A lot of good stuff coming up. I really hope we can do another We Fought a Mic soon. Yeah. If we can figure out what it's going to be. Wanna, who knows? I maybe it'll be next judge. week. Okay. I want to be a judge. Well, you did win the belt, so mm-hmm. maybe that means you Yeah, you I won. guess ours, you, you won Well, ours was pretty much a belt. We Fought a yeah, Mic. Yeah, y'all did a We Fought a that, Mic. The belt wasn't on the line for that one. Oh. Was oh. it? I mean, no. Oh, I, mean, I was, you just don't the host, I was the host of a fucking minor belt, I guess. Jesus. Hunter's trying to like give you the belt. You're like, no, I'm above it. I'll I'll keep the belt. Uh, oh, okay. I want to judge the next one. Okay. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> until then, reach us on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. Send us all your goodies, all your retcons, all your splooges. And if you want to retcon your life, just let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll plug it again. Listen to my playlist, Once Upon a Time in 1969. Good shit in there. Let me know what you think. And, yeah, thanks for listening. Anything else said? Oh, uh, Twitter letterbox at Hunt Mobley. Um, I'd like to retcon and give the belt to Ernest because I f- cannot, Aww. in good faith, still have the belt. I mean, I'll losing. just take the belt. <laughs> if nobody wants the belt, I'll just take the I'm belt. I'm taking the belt. <laughs> and then we just end the pod and you just have it forever. No one has the belt. All right. See ya. We love you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.
met her back when she kept all our carpet. I'm willing to wear all this shit is fantasy. I double dare y'all to fuck your plan B. Dads, they mean the mom's mannerisms. That me, don't mean to get vulgar, but it's some holes in it, bitch, like a box of donuts. It cold out in it, bitch, standing on the corner. Condolences to niggas that got erased. I pour out some liquor on the cop's grave. Mmm, digital church bells ringing across the street, sure work well. Kids, don't you know how this shit is? 